96.7 FM, WTOB, you're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. This morning you have Garrett Ray, and with me is Bryce Payne, and today we are going through and digging through the mailbag and answering some of the listener-submitted questions. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning, Garrett. How are you doing? Doing all right. I uh, am enjoying the fall weather for sure. Had a great, uh, beautiful weekend uh, this past weekend. I I'd say for Cindy and I, we just got married a month ago. It is probably the first weekend that we've had to actually kind of collect our thoughts and kind of come down from mm. all the madness that was the wedding. Yeah. Um, we did exciting things like pick our thank you card pictures and all that good stuff. So, yes. You picked it or she picked it and you just said, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fairly domestic weekend for sure. But, uh, I, uh, but, but appreciate it. I slept through the entire weekend. I had COVID this weekend, <clears throat> still recovering a little bit. But uh, man, that wiped me out. I've had this is the yeah. second time I've had it and it wiped me out much more than the first one wiped me out. I just, uh, I was asleep the entire weekend, which means I missed the Broncos winning. I missed <laughs> the Air Force Falcons winning. I yeah. missed UNC winning. Uh, did the Panthers win? Panthers had a bye week. Panthers had a bye week. All yep, right. there was no pain there. Uh, and I, so. I, you know, this was uh, the weekend that uh, your dad and I went head to head because his Packers yep. faced my Broncos, yep. and we won. The Broncos won by about two points or something yep. like that. It was not a very uh, enjoyable game as far as, or exciting <laughs> game as far as I could tell. But anyway, that was my weekend. So uh, both of us. Uh, uh, got through that one, but it was a beautiful weekend. It was. All right. It was indeed. Uh, let's go ahead and do our Wealth Guardian Service salute, Garrett. Yeah, Bryce, you know, we want to take that special moment out of uh, every one of our programs and just recognize uh, our men and women in uniform who uh, go places that few people would go and uh, are in situations that few people ever face. Uh, we also want to give a shout out to our first responders right here in the community who also find themselves in difficult scenarios uh, mm. each and every day. So whether you are far abroad or you're right down the street uh, being a first responder, we want to thank each and every one of you and your families who also provide that important support network. Uh, thank you. Uh, you're on the top of our minds and in our hearts. As, as we should, as you should be. So thank you very much for that, Garrett. All right, let's go ahead and dip into this <clears throat> ma mailbag here, Garrett. You know, it fills up uh, every couple of weeks, and we got to sift through a lot of good questions to pull out the ones that uh, we really think will be helpful uh, and informative for everybody out there. And the first one that we uh, are getting to is Rebecca in Winston-Salem. And she says, yeah. Doug, Garrett, and Bryce, my mom is 85, and because of her dementia, I have power of attorney for her. She has substantial investments, but I have no idea what to do with them. How are you supposed to invest for an 85-year-old? Wow. Garrett, you want to you tackle that one? Yeah, well, first and foremost, Rebecca, um, you know, it's, I definitely feel for you. And, and, and you know, we have had some uh, situations with our client base where, unfortunately, we have a, a loved one that has dementia. That being said, you know, planning for someone who is in their 80s there's a couple of key things that really you want to make sure that your financial professional is helping you with. Uh, we have to have an understanding of what the client's risk tolerance is, what their time horizon is, what purpose does the money serve. Mm. Um, so those are a couple of things just off the top. One question I would want to know from you, Rebecca, um, if you would end up talking to us is, are the investment accounts helping supplement the cost of her care or do you find yourself as the primary caregiver to your mother or does she have skilled nursing come in and help out which let's face it that's a pretty penny uh, that's pretty expensive stuff 
And is your mother dependent on the investment accounts to help with her care? Or is this, you know, she has that taken care of through other means or other family members are helping out. And this is a pure, just kind of legacy investment uh, account scenario where this is some of your mother's like kind of final wishes, setting up her legacy and, and what she's going to pass down to loved ones. You might approach the investment scenario very differently depending on uh, how that's set up. So that would be a question I would have. Um, you know, typically, you know, someone who's in their 80s, we want to look at, you know, getting um, much more defensive around the portfolio. We don't want to subject that portfolio to a whole bunch of risk. Um, and we also would probably want to understand how are the assets allocated as far as what types of accounts they are. Right. Are they in a traditional IRA? Is this a non-qualified or a brokerage account? Do we have any Roths out there? Um, all that's going to play into uh, into a factor when you're having to basically process uh, taxes on the accounts on behalf of your mother. I think that's a key question, yeah. a key aspect right there. I think Rebecca is thinking along the lines of how do I invest these monies for growth? But another question yeah. that Rebecca needs to be asking is how do I position these accounts to shield them from taxes? Exactly. That is just a relevant question as the uh, allocation side of the question. And uh, Rebecca, if some of these monies or a large portion of these monies are going, you think are going to be going toward uh, a beneficiary, mm. then you really want to start asking is what can I do with these monies so that the beneficiary is paying as little in taxes as possible on them? Right. And that's not so much about Am I invested in this mutual fund or this stock or these bonds? It's how do I uh, transition these monies from one account registration to another account registration so Uncle Sam gets his hands on as little of this as possible? Yeah. That is probably a little bit too big of a question for somebody to handle on their own. And that's where you mm -hmm. really want to see a financial planner come in and ask all the right questions and help you get the accounts from point A to point B so that Uncle Sam is not dipping his hands into this when, uh, Rebecca, your mother's uh, time comes to pass, uh, that you're inheriting as much of this as possible. There's a lot of questions that go into that. So that, that's a good question that you ask but I want you to think along the a line of not just growth potential in allocation, but uh, shielding it from Uncle Sam as well. So thank you for that question, Rebecca. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Gray. You've got Garrett and Bryce here in the studios, and we're dipping into the uh, mailbag this weekend. And uh, we just tackled Rebecca's question, and we want to go now to Brian's question. And Brian is in Union Cross, and he says, Doug, Garrett, and Bryce, I haven't been able to find a long-term care policy that I like. Are they extremely expensive? And uh, <laughs> yeah. so, Brian, thank you for that question. I'm, I'm going to dip into this one here real quick, Garrett, and, sure. and then you follow up with me. Uh, Brian, there's two types of long-term care. There is traditional-based and there is asset-based. Mm -hmm. When we talk about traditional-based long-term care, that is, think of um, use-it-or-lose-it car insurance. You know, if you, you pay into car insurance for 20 years and you're never in a car accident, that doesn't mean you get any of that money back. That monthly or quarterly premium that you put in, that money is gone. But there is also asset-based long-term care, which is different. Asset-based means that whatever amount that you put in is the premium, whether that's $100,000, $200,000, $300,000. If you were to pass away peacefully in your sleep, that money does not just disappear. And that's a really good 
uh, aspect to have in a long-term care policy because a lot of people won't get long-term care because they think, oh, if I'm putting 200000 in this and I pass away peacefully in my sleep, mm. I don't want to risk that money just going away. I'd rather have it have gone to my kids. So I'm going to take the chance that I'm going to be healthy. That's a that's unfortunately a, a chance that you're 50% of the time not going to win. 50% right. of the people do need long-term care coverage. And so then you're left to cover all those expenses yourself. So asset-based long-term care does offer a beneficiary. So if you put $200,000 into it, somebody's going to inherit that $200,000 if you never used it. If you do use it, then there is a defined benefit that uh, is being used from that $200,000 premium. And then once that is used up, the long-term care carrier is uh, is mm-hmm. providing benefits for there on out is is defined by the, uh, the, the uh, policy. So I want you to think about that. And you asked the question, is it expensive? Well, that's a hard question to answer because expensive, quote unquote, is subjective. But the benefit that you're going to receive is determined based on how much premium you put into it. It's also going to be determined as how old you were when you got the policy, whether you're a smoker or a non-smoker, and whether your health qualifies you in the A tier, B tier, or C tier of the benefits. So I'll let you determine whether or not that's expensive, but you can have an illustration drawn up for yourself very easily with a, uh, a long-term care professional, which we are here at the uh, at the Wealth Guardians. If you want to sit down with us, just reach out to us, 336-391-3409. It doesn't cost anything to sit down with us and go through a, all the aspects of uh, retirement planning, including uh, looking at long-term care um, policy options for you, Brian. I think it would uh, behoove you to do that and understand what the cost might be to you, and then you can determine whether or not it's expensive or if it's worth it or not. But I will say that uh, long-term care expenses, if you don't have coverage and you're, you're uh, funding those expenses yourself, that can be the one thing that blows up a long-term care policy. Is, yeah, or is, a retirement plan. For yeah, sure. retirement yeah. plan. So you want to make sure that uh, you are at least considering that. Um, by the way, speaking of other things that you want to consider uh, would be Social Security. And we have our yes. upcoming Social Security seminar coming up. Uh, Garrett, on uh, November 2nd, that's Thursday, and then again on Thursday, November 9th. This is the one time a year when we have Hamilton Morales come up, and he is a certified um, Social Security advisor. And he knows everything that there is to know about Social Security. I mean, absolutely. You, you cannot stump this guy. You could ask him any question that you want to. He absolutely off the top of his head knows the answer to it. <laughs> and there are a lot yep. of ways to file for Social Security. And Garrett, a lot of people think, well, I'm just going to file for Social Security when I retire. Sure. That's when I turn 62 or 65 or whatever age they have in their mind. Or when I, on my last day of work, that's when I'm going to yep. file for Social Security. In fact, so many people think that, that they uh, conflate the two terms. Yep. I'm going to file for retirement or I'm going to yeah. get my retirement. Well, yep. they're two different things. When you retire and when you file for Social Security, you could retire at 62 and file for Social Security at 70 or do those things inverted. You could mm-hmm. uh, file for Social mm-hmm. Security at 62 and retire at 70. That's right. uh, but you want to make sure you're doing it the right way because this is one of your main uh, legs of that retirement income stool. And mm-hmm. you want to make sure because you can't you can't undo it. Once you file and a year has passed, you cannot undo your filing. And you can file in a way that is very advantageous to you or a way that is very disadvantageous to you. So I encourage you, if you have not filed for Social Security yet and you're realizing that, hey, I want to make sure I'm doing this the right way, you want to attend our seminars and either on Thursday, November 2nd or uh, Thursday, November 9th at 630 in our offices in Clemens with Hamilton or 
Morales. It is no cost or obligation to attend our seminar, but you do have to register. So here's our phone number, 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. You can also register by going to our website, thewealthguardians.com, and hitting on our events tab. All right, so we look forward to uh, seeing you there at that. Uh, we're also going to see you on the other side of this break because we are out of time for the first segment here, and we got to get to our trivia question. Garrett, you ready? I am ready. All right, here we go. It's time for the Wealth Guardian's Trivia Question of the Week. Garrett, the United Nations was established right around this time, October 24th, 1945, at the end of World War II for the purpose of preventing future world wars. The UN is made up of five permanent members, what is called the P5, and then there's 45 member states as well. Who are the five permanent members? That is our trivia question to you hmm. and to Garrett. Let's see if we stumped him on the other side of this break. Stick around for the answer to that trivia question. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Garrett Ray, the show's The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB. 96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne, along with Garrett Ray this weekend. And in the second segment, we're going to continue taking questions from our listener mailbag. Now, in this world of trivia questions that we're going to try to stump <laughs> Garrett with this week, uh, I've got a question for you. Are you looking forward to your retirement? Okay, I'm sure you are. Do you want to make sure you're making the best financial decisions for your retirement? I'm sure you do. Then you answered yes to both those questions. We've got great news for you. We here at the Wealth Guardians offer a no cost, no obligation, second opinion slash review of your retirement plan, which includes a deep analysis of your assets, your investment portfolio, your insurance policies, income needs, risk tolerance, risk exposure, tax mitigation strategies, legacy goals, and the fees you are currently paid. Our goal is simple. We want to help you lower your fees, align your risk, and improve your overall retirement picture so you can indeed retire the job and keep the paycheck. But the ball is in your court. You have to give us a call. And our phone number is 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Give us a call or visit us at thewealthguardians.com to set up your financial plan review with Doug Garrett and myself today. Remember... The markets aren't going to wait for you. All right, let's go ahead now and get to that trivia question. Garrett, are you ready? I believe so. All right, here we go. The United Nations was established on October 24th, 1945, at the end of World War II for the purpose of preventing future world wars. The UN is made up of five permanent members, which they call the P5, and 45 member states. The question is this, Garrett. Who are the five permanent members of the United Nations? Yeah, you would ask this. Um, four, can, of them, four of them I, should be I, easy. Yeah, One of them's I, a little bit of a stumper. I can, yeah, I can safely say that I think I know most of them, but okay. I, I don't, I'm not super confident about this answer. So the United States, uh, the United Kingdom, or England. There you go. I'm going to say Russia. You got it. France. You got it. And I'm going to go China. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah, it was it was France that was the stumper to me. Yeah. Because it, I didn't I don't think of France as so much more significant over there in Europe than a number of the other countries. But yeah. if we think back to World War II time period, they certainly wouldn't have given it to Germany, which no. I think in today's <laughs> world they would have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's that's why France was a little bit of a stumper for me. But yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. You got the five. Very good. Okay. Uh, what international body did the uh, United Nations replace? Do you know the answer to that one? Oh, there was there was another. I have no idea about that. Well, that was at the end of World War One. An entity was formed called the League of Nations. Okay, yeah. and uh, that uh, was formed in January sec- January tenth, nineteen twenty, after World War One by the Allies, and that was disbanded in April nineteenth, nineteen forty six, shortly after okay. the United Nations huh. formed. So, uh, United Nations uh, replaced the League of Nations. There we go. But there we go. All right, very good. You got it. That's a well, uh, yeah. you had five chances to go wrong there, and you got all <laughs> all five of them right. Well done. All right, let's get to our uh, next trivia, not trivia question, our next mailbag question here. And we're going to Judy in Stokesdale. Is that right? Okay, Judy Judy in Stokesdale. Judy says, Bryce, Garrett, and Doug, I'm worried about what life will look like for my daughter once I am no longer around. She's able to live alone but has some special needs, and I provide some financial support to her. I have a sizable life insurance policy on myself, so she'll get plenty of money when I pass, but I'm just worried that she won't know what to do with it. Are there any suggestions on how to handle this situation? Mm, And uh, Judy, yeah, your question is actually quite, it's a complicated one, but the answer is simple. Um, You want to look into um, having a special needs trust built for your daughter. Uh, Special needs trust is also called a supplemental needs trust. And that is designed for specifically for somebody who is not able to make financial decisions for themselves, even in adulthood. Mm -hmm. And they were designed for people like your daughter, uh, where you will have a trustee of the account who will um, manage it and make sure that she's getting money used in the proper ways. Now, usually a family member is a uh, trustee of that, but if you don't have a family member, you could certainly have a bank or a trust company be a uh, a trust uh, member of that uh, trust for you so that your daughter is having decisions made on her behalf that are in her best interest. That's certainly going to be a a, a family law attorney who uh, specializes Mm -hmm. in uh, uh, creating trusts is who you'd want to talk to about that. But that is the answer to your question right there is that's what you need to have done to make sure that your daughter is protected, not just with how much money she's receiving, but right. that the, she's getting those monies uh, being used in the right way for her. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's a lot of different layers to this question too. I mean, it does say that she's able to live alone. So uh, perhaps her daughter would be able to, to you know be included in these types of conversations, at least know that there's someone else out there right. who has her best interests um, under consideration. And, you know, just so it's kind of at least set up so that there's an understanding that when mom is gone, there's someone out there looking after me. Sure, you make sure make yep. sure she's included in that uh, right. that conversation and those decision making exactly. uh, processes. Very good. Thank you for the question, Judy. And hopefully, uh, you find uh, an attorney out there that uh, will work with you to the degree that you need, and so that you and uh, your daughter are taken care of when you mm-hmm. when you pass. Uh, let's uh, let's go ahead now and get to uh, Steve in Yadkinville. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Gray and in the studio this weekend. You've got Garrett and Bryce, and we're taking questions from our uh, listener mailbag. And so we've got Steve in Yadkinville. And Steve says, 
I have some stock that I got many years ago, and it's now worth more than 10 times what it was when I bought it. Mm -hmm. Because it's grown so much, it now represents a big percentage of my investments, so I'd like to sell it. But if I do that, I'm going to have a huge taxable gain. Is there a way to sell the stock without giving so much to Uncle Sam? Garrett, I'm going to throw this one to you because you've got some experience in this. Yeah, so, I mean... On the one hand, congratulations on the 10x win there on the on picking the stock. That's yeah, great. I wonder how um, long of a period that time that is for yeah. Steve. But on the other hand, essentially what Steve is talking about is you know he's under kind of three things he's considering. One, the percentage of his overall portfolio has been you know kind of the elephant in the room is this one stock or maybe two or three stocks that he got a couple of years ago, and so you know his allocation is thrown off. Uh, really what we need to do here, Steve, is rebalance the portfolio. Yes, you're going to have to pay Uncle Sam something, but how can we mitigate that? Uh, one thing, if this is an option to you, is you can start to sell positions of that stock slowly over time. Um, so you don't necessarily have to sell it all at once. So you can kind of spread out your tax burden, I'll call it, over the course of you know several years if that's on the table. If that's not on the table and we need to try and um, harvest as much of a profit as possible, but then offset some of the taxes, you can do what's called tax loss harvesting within the portfolio. So what is that? In a nutshell, we know that you've got this one stock or perhaps two or three that have really large gains on it. Likely, we haven't batted a thousand on our stock portfolio. So we've got some stocks within the portfolio that have losses. So I'll just throw out round numbers here. Let's say we've got this particular stock you're talking about has a $2,000 gain. Do we have one or several other stocks that have a close to, as we can get, a $2,000 loss on them? You sell the winning stock. We have a $2,000 gain. And let's say we have, in this case, we can kind of collect, I'll call it, $1,500 worth of stocks that have losses on them. Okay. Now our tax burden is only $500 of capital gain versus the full $2,000 if we just sold the winning stock alone in a vacuum. Right, right. Okay. So you can do it that way, and you can basically knock down because capital gains and losses wash each other out. Now, it sounds like you have a large percentage of winning stocks here, which is good. I mean, it's a good problem to have. That means you made money. So on the, on the one hand, we've, we've made a profit on our investments. Yes, we're going to have to pay Uncle Sam what he needs, but you can offset it some by doing that tax uh, loss harvesting. So. All right, very good. Um, one other thing that I want to mention about uh, taxes and uh, trying to shield yourself from taxes is the complexities of social security filing, Garrett. Mm, yeah. People, let me ask you, when you file for social security, do you know how much of your social security is going to be taxed? It depends. It depends. It'll yeah. either be 0% of it is taxed, 50% of it will be taxed, or 85% of it will be taxed. Yes. Well, just like you're trying to shield yourself from long-term capital gains taxes, you want to shield yourself from social security taxes as yeah, well. if you can. Absolutely. And in order to do that the right way, you have to think about how you're filing for social security and what kind of income you have at the time that you file for social security. We have a seminar coming up that is going to talk to you about that. So if you haven't filed for social security yet and you're approaching retirement or in retirement and you want to make sure that you are filing for social security in the absolute most sensible way for yourself, not just this year and not just next year, but over the course of your 20, 30 years of retirement, then you want to attend this seminar. And this seminar is being conducted by Hamilton Morales. You've heard us mention his name before. He does one seminar a year with us, and uh, he's doing it now on Thursday, November 2nd. 
And again, on Thursday, November 9th, this is the last time that we're doing our social security seminars or any seminars for that matter for the rest of the year. And again, if you want to make sure that you're filing for social security in the most advantageous way for yourself, you want to attend this seminar with Hamilton Morales. He is a certified national social security advisor. He knows everything there is to know about social security. So he is a great resource. If you want to ask him a question, you absolutely cannot stump this guy. <laughs> Our seminars are at 6.30 p.m. and again, Thursday, November 2nd and Thursday, November 9th at our offices in Clemens in the Broyhill building. There is no cost or obligation to attend our seminar, but you do have to register. So here's how you register. You pick up the phone and you call us at 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. You can also register by going to our website, thewealthguardians.com, and hitting on the events tab. We would look forward to seeing you there and see what questions you've got for Hamilton as he goes down a rundown of all the things that you need to know and consider when filing for Social Security. Garrett, anything to add to all that? No, he's just the walking, talking Social Security encyclopedia. encyclopedia. He that really is. is. That's it. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have this week. Thank you for joining us. We hope the rest of your weekend is everything you want it to be. This is Bryce Payne along with Garrett Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And I want you to remember, sound financial plans do not create themselves. And this is 96.7 FM, WTOB. Investment advisory services offered through Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, and Wealth Guardians are independent entities. Their firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions.